You're listening to The Sick Room Show, episode number 71. In this episode, I share with you my insights from Inbound 2017. Welcome to The Sick Room Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. In this episode, I share with you my insights from Inbound 2017. currently in Boston and I was attending Inbound 2017, which is HubSpot's annual conference. I had been checking out this conference for the past two years. I discovered it scrolling through my Facebook feed and decided that one day I was going to go there. And now was the time to go because two speakers that I absolutely wanted to see live were going to speak here at this conference. And those were Brené Brown and Michelle Obama. So there was no doubt in my mind that this was the year that I wanted to attend Inbound. Since I've never been to this conference before, I was not sure what to expect. I've been to other big conferences, also other vendor conferences. But yeah, I was positively surprised how feministic this conference was. I have the feeling that they have made an extra effort this year to bring in a lot of female keynote speakers, and also topics on gender equality and diversity. This is the first conference where I have the feeling that those who are organizing the conference have made such a conscious effort to be inclusive and also highlight female speakers as opening speakers, as the main speakers of the conference, really. Uh, It's almost like you don't really realize there are also male keynote speakers here. And I must say, I'm very impressed. And therefore, I congratulated HubSpot on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram on their efforts, because this is hopefully a positive trend that other conference organizers will take on. It's very obvious to me that you can, yes, if you try, you can find superb female keynote speakers if you just are willing to take a look and get them to your conference. So that is my first and biggest insight that this is really possible. Of course, I knew it that it's possible, but it's the first time that I see it so consciously been done like here. So congratulations again, HubSpot, on making this a very inclusive and feministic conference. And yes, the topic gender equality, there were uh, several panels that were devoted to the subject, for instance, getting more women into tech, inclusion, diversity. There was not just one panel on this topic. There were actually several. And that was another positive surprise and insight how big the topic has become. 
Now, HubSpot and Inbound, it's a very corporate conference. This is not a specific conference for solopreneurs or small business owners. So I feel that this is a very good trend that is going to come as a positive feedback into the corporate world. This is a very big conference. There were 21,000 attendees. And I must say, it's too big. I feel that uh, there's not enough, let's say, opportunity to meet everybody. Of course, in other conferences where you have three, four, and 5,000 people, but you will not meet everybody. That's, I know that. But still with 21,000, it feels like such a big effort to bring everyone together and just leaving the room where the keynote was to go into other areas. I felt a bit like stuck in the rut. All the entrances were kind of full of people and you couldn't get quickly out. So that's the downside of a big conference. The upside of a big conference like this one is that you have speakers like Brené Brown and Michelle Obama, which would be impossible to organize just in terms of a financial perspective and also the whole organization. We need to have metal detectors and um, secret service around Michelle Obama. And I guess for smaller conferences, this is just not worth the effort. But having said that, the main reason I was here, the key reason, the first reason was Brené Brown. And she was the opening keynote on Monday evening. And of course, she was talking about her book. So I made the extra effort to buy the book. Just as I was entering the plane in Zurich to fly over to Boston, I had my Kindle with me and I had planned to get the book. So I just downloaded it just before the plane took off and I read it. So I had finished reading it when I landed in Boston. And that was great because I knew the keynote would be about the book which it was, of course, but I felt so good to already have an overview of the topic. And it was a fantastic talk. Brené Brown is obviously an experienced speaker, although she talks about being introvert and shy and not being so comfortable on stage. It's very obvious that she is a trained speaker and has no problem doing all the things that you're not supposed to do. For instance, turn your back on the audience or go and grab a book and look for a quote that doesn't find right away. It's kind of feels like she's just there hanging out with you versus a very, very professional speaker that has practiced to speak by heart. So her topic was obviously from the book, Belonging. So my insight was a bit, of course, since I read the book first and then I came to the keynote, was this difference between belonging and fitting in. And as I was reading the book and listening to Brené Brown's keynote, I was thinking about my own childhood and also just what I do now in business. And I realized that the times where I've not tried to fit in and I'm just myself and sometimes I feel out of place, that's actually where I have the biggest growth and the biggest impact and can inspire other people around me. Because basically, belonging means that you belong to yourself. So she was using this quote from Maya Angelou, you are only free when you realize that you belong no place. You belong every place. No place at all. The price is high. The reward is great. And I read this quote again and again. She had it several times in the book. And just like Bernie Brown, I didn't understand it right away. But then I realized that we are only free 
when we belong to ourselves, but then we belong with everybody else as well, without having the need to fit in. And I think this is such an important message for us entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, to be authentically us. There were a lot of other takeaways from Brennan Brown's talk. I highly suggest you get the book. It's already a New York Times bestseller, already, even though it's just been on the market for two weeks. She is touching a lot in the book upon the politics that are splitting up, not just the US, but also the rest of the world, where people have become more hardcore in their politics. They are willing to stop talking to friends and family and rather stick with people who have the same political views. And this is putting people into groups. She took the example of 30 years ago, people would be living in neighborhoods where everyone had a different political view. And now people tend to gather together in neighborhoods and live close by other people who have the same opinion, same views, same values. And this is actually making us lonely. It's so interesting that the more we're split up in groups, the closer the groups are, are to us in a political view and values, the lonelier we get. So maybe it's time to rethink that, you know, also social media doesn't make this better. If you scroll through your Facebook feed, you see people with a similar political views as yourself. And even with Facebook ads, they can target you and know that you have these political views and they will not show you ads that go against your views. And this is a dangerous development. I think we have to really watch out for it. And that's why going to a conference, meeting other people that are maybe not like you can help. And just generally meeting people and talking to people, even if you know that you may not agree with them. She showed image of her husband helping out when the floods were in Houston. And it reminded us, everyone in the room, 20,000 people listening to her opening keynote, that disasters, even if they're horrible, they actually bring us back to humanity and we help everybody. We don't care what political views they have when something bad happens. We're just there to help each other. So maybe we can do that also in daily life and not be so strong in our political views. Just be human. She talked about also, Brenner Brown, about having strong back and soft front. And that's again about being vulnerable. That's from another book of hers. And it's a big part of her research is only when we are vulnerable, then we can actually be strong. And I think that's an important message for entrepreneurs. It shows again and again, when I come together with people, or if I'm looking at different businesses of entrepreneurs, those who are willing to be vulnerable, to be open, to share their story, also the failures and mistakes, and not just the success and all the good stuff, those are much more likable it's much more likely I do business with them. So think of it as a strong back and soft front and wild at heart. Now, that's enough about Brené Brown, lots of other insights and takeaways, but I want to talk about a few of the other speakers and the insights that I had there. I had never heard of Refinery29 
or if I heard about it before, I had already forgotten about it. So obviously the digital media website for women, and it's different from other websites where it's not about looking the prettiest and having the nicest clothes. It's just about being authentically you. And Piera Gelardi, who's the co-founder of Refinery29, talked about the creativity process and how important it is to be able to be creative and not having, you know, a strict structure. But you can even have a structure around creativity. So she was talking about how she could, you know, work with her creative team and how it's important to have people that can brainstorm with you. So when you don't have any good ideas, that you have a group of people that you can brainstorm with. And she showed great examples of, you know, post-it notes and other creative things. And I would suggest actually that you go to my Facebook page where I did a Facebook Live of her whole talk. And I thought, I thought it was fascinating, all the different projects they've done and how she has kind of also learned how to be a leader, uh, how to embrace what she's good at and ask questions when she doesn't know what to do next. And then Michelle Obama, yes. I really think her talk was about being authentically you. So again, she was supporting what others were saying, both Piera and Brené Brown. In essence, many, if not all of the talks were about being authentically you. I just feel that Michelle Obama brought it really to the point. Uh, She was asked, it was an interview, it was not a talk in that sense. She was asked, uh, you know, does he have to explain that actually she is a lawyer or that she had work experience before she got married to Barack Obama or before she became a first lady? And Michelle said, no, I don't have to explain that. That's just who I am. I'm always Michelle. I've always been Michelle. So she's not any different as a first lady or now former first lady, but all about being authentically you, even if it's hard to be you, even if you feel you belong no place, it's better to be you than trying to fit in. So again, it's kind of the same insight. And then I attended a talk where there was an interview with uh, two ladies, one was from the tech industry, one from sports, and the one from sports was Billie Jean King. Now, many of you may may be know who this woman is, but I had not heard about her, I have to admit. Now I'm feeling almost ashamed not knowing about this person beforehand. But she was considered to be the number one female tennis player of all times. And there were so many fantastic insights. I just want to pick out one, really, and that is failure is feedback. She was talking about when the ball comes at you as a tennis player and you miss it. She said, well, you're never going to get the same ball again, ever, but something similar. So you process it in your mind how you would react next time and then Don't waste time thinking about the bad experience or the failure. You just hit delete with a delete button. And I loved it. Failure is feedback. So if we look at failure and mistakes as feedback versus something bad that happened, 
we're much more likely to see it as a positive thing, learn from it, move on, and do it better next time. So in terms of Billie Jean King, I was absolutely fascinated. She talks about zeros, not hero. She puts an S in front of the hero. And she is now my new Shiro. I was blown away by everything she said, even if I only gave you this one insight now. I'm definitely going to watch her movie that's coming out right now. It's called Battle of the Sexes. This is about her being 29 years old and playing tennis against uh, a big mouth, <laughs> another tennis player, a 55-year-old, and she won. And I think this movie is kind of shows how far we've come in, in many ways, but every generation has to start from scratch and fight for more gender equality and more inclusion and diversity. The interview with her was so inspiring that uh, I will be on the lookout for more information about Billie Jean King. I immediately went to the Wikipedia website, but I bet there's some books out there that I can read. I definitely want to get to know this person a lot better. And then last but not least, there was a talk by Ed Catmull. Actually, I didn't attend the talk this time because I knew it would be the same talk as he had given in Helsinki a year ago. So my husband shared with me what he said, and uh, it was exactly the same talk. And he's talking about how they make the movies, you know, the Pixar movies. We're talking about one of the biggest movies of all times. There's been Toy Story, there's been Up, and they have two teams of people and they will even develop a movie for a year and then they sit together with the other team that is working on a totally different movie and that team is allowed to give hardcore feedback, like really, really honest feedback. And what surprised me when I heard this first time, how much they actually throw away. And they just see it as a normal part of the creativity process. So it's creativity and structure. You need those two things together. But even if you feel you have to throw things away, it doesn't mean you did something bad. It just wasn't correct in this order. And by doing it again, it makes it so much better. It's the same thing that as I have heard about writing a book. Now, I haven't finished a book yet. I've started a few, and I will at some point finish a book. But I was very discouraged when I heard that you have to edit your book many times. I thought naively, obviously, that I could just write a book, and when I was finished writing the last chapter, that the book would be written. But that's not the case. Just like when you're there making the Disney movies or Pixar movies, they actually kind of, you have to write the draft, you have to do the rough movie, and then you throw it away and you start again. And that makes an excellent book, an excellent movie. So these were my key insights from Inbound 2017. It was amazing to be here, see Brenna Brown and Michelle Obama live and getting to know a new Shiro, Billie Jean King, and I will be seeing the movie and I hope you watch it too and read the book by Brenner Brown, Belonging. It's absolutely worth it. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 71. There you'll also find the list of insights from Inbound 2017 and show notes of this episode. 
Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.